Welcome to our weekly news update on this, the 28th day of the month of August 2022. Well, we have many things to discuss today. Big things have happened this past week, but before we get there, I want to just thank Christian Television Network for carrying the program and all the other networks that carry our news program that is airing across America and around the world. So uh, we'll go to the first opening clip. Let's roll it now. All right, breaking. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Finocchio, the little garden gnome, is stepping down from his position as the NIAID director and medical advisor to Joe Biden in December. Mm-mm. Okay, bring him back to me. Finocchio is gone, and it's about time. Hey, um, Dr. Fauci. The home called. They said your room will be ready on Thursday. Next. All right, Fauci said he was not retiring, classic scene, but he would devote himself to traveling, writing, encouraging young people to enter government service. Um, okay, well, that's... He's not retiring, but he's going to carry on working. Okay, what is this? Next. All right, so uh, Fauci, with COVID, things that we thought we knew at the beginning, as the months went by, turned out not to be the case. That was interpreted as flip-flopping when it was really the evolution of the science. And of course, I tweeted, science does not evolve. COVID-19 was based on, not on science, but all on lies, misinformation and disinformation. Let's play Dr. Finocchio making up stuff as he goes, calling it science. Roll this. It's going because we've been fooled before. <laughs> we didn't fully appreciate the magnitude of HIV back in the early 80s when I first got involved, when the first cases you started. were recognized. And there were so many things we learned on the run with COVID. I mean, the things that we thought we knew in the beginning turned out as the months went by to not be the case, which really forced us to adapt and to change some of our policies and recommendations. That was interpreted by many as flip-flopping or not really knowing what's going on. No, you really didn't know what's the going on. You still don't know what's going the on. Science. So one of the lessons that I hope we learn is that we've got to be prepared. We've got to be able to respond, but we've also got to be flexible. You know, some of our military colleagues have told us it's kind of like when you're millions are dead and this guy is talking like that he should be arrested right now and locked away for life for crimes against humanity no question next all right so yes DeSantis uh, on Fauci I'm sick and tired of seeing him I know he says he's going to retire someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac and of course Bob Moran says, millions share in agreement. Roll this. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. That's our governor for you. Next. This is when God decides to smite you for fake news. Roll this. All right. You ready? 
It's one year since the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, when supporters of Donald Trump stormed this building, trying to prevent the election victory of Joe Biden from being certified. On the anniversary... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, Sam. Oh. That's what you get for lying, lady. That's what you get for lying. Next. Okay, remember this? This is science, folks. This is science. Mask on while we blow the flute. Amazing. Just stare at that for a second. You'll realize the science behind it. Next. All right. Um, Worm burgers could solve world hunger, the scientists claim. I guess this is science, too. Chief Andrew, or Chef Andrew Gruel, mealworms carry parasites that will wipe out most of the human population with a slight mutation. It's a trick. So basically, we don't want to eat bugs, but they want us to eat bugs. But we're not going to eat bugs because it's not science. Next. All right, so this was a treat. Old wind turbine blades could be recycled into gummy bears, which... A gummy bear is totally not what you think it is. Uh, just do a study on gummy bears and you see what it's made out from gelatin with many other additives in it. And, of course, I tweeted, this will go well with your diet of crickets. What are you having today? Hmm, I'm going to eat crickets and wind turbines. All right, next. All right, the Canadian Virtual Hospice is really trying to normalize euthanasia to 6 to 12-year-old children with their medical assistance in dying activity book. The book teaches children killing a person is acceptable answer to human suffering. So because they're suffering, we just need to put them out of their misery with assistance in helping them to die. Next. All right, Justin Trudeau says the world needs to accelerate, ending its dependency on oil and gas in general. He conveniently forgets that the Canadian government approved the 12 billion Bay du Nord project to drill an estimated 300 million barrels of oil. Roll this. Canada uh, is a major oil and gas producer uh, in the world. Uh, but because of our commitment to fight climate change, we are working very, very hard to decarbonize and develop other uh, sources of energy that we can rely on and that we can share with the world. What Russia's invasion of Ukraine oh. has done has two impacts. One in the, uh, on the global energy situation. Really? In the short term, it has made it imperative that friends and allies of Canada, like Germany and Europe, reduce their reliance on Russian oil and gas. But in the medium and long term, it means the world needs to accelerate its uh, uh, ending of its dependency on oil and gas in general. Next. All right, so... Uh... <clears throat> Let's roll this one. A link to neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. 
So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true. But it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting, the study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Ah. Now, your first response, if you're a humane person, to a line like that has got to be deep sympathy. Because people were misled, they were forced. They were forced. Medical ethics thrown out the window. People were forced to take medicine they didn't want. And some of them may have been hurt by it. And you don't have to take this man's word for it. Pull up the Lancet study yourself. You won't find anything of the text of the article saying what Kenji Yamamoto said, which is weird. Why would the Lancet want to hide a major finding like that? We can't say. But if you look at table three in the piece, here's what you'll find buried in the data. Among people around the age of 80 who have been double vaccinated, that would include people like Joe Biden, the per capita rate of medical incidences, including hospitalizations or death, is nearly twice as high as the rate of serious incidents for the unvaccinated. This is 180 days after vaccination. What is that? And why is no one interested? And those are good questions to ask. Next. All right, so uh, this was by Erin Jenny. He says, one of my top Trump moments. Roll this. Very nice. Getting a good picture, everybody, so we look nice and handsome and thin. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was in the wrong place. Nice, handsome, and thin. Next. All right, breaking anti-Trump Florida magistrate Judge Bruce E. Ronald has unsealed and redacted the affidavit that the FBI used to obtain a search warrant for Trump's Mar-a-Lago property on August 8th. Here's some of the excerpts from the affidavit. So you can see, basically, blacked it out, saw the game, saw the scam. Next. All right, uh, fake news. I tweeted, Trump had 184 classified documents, 64 67 confidential, 25 top secret files, which everything he had, he had it was declassified. So they're making up stuff. And as you know, they plant evidence after the fact. So there's no telling what and where this thing's going to go. I'm sure they're going to go after him to try to indict him for all of this when it's all said and done. Next. All right, so lawyers could have electronic chips implanted in their brains in a revolutionary step that might cut legal costs and reduce the number of solicitors needed to work on complex cases of report in the law society. So, yes. Chips in their brains. Are you kidding me? People have lost their minds. So they can be faster and cheaper? <laughs> it ain't going to go that way. All right. 
Next, hundreds of Queensland teachers will have their pay cut as punishment for not getting vaccinated. While teachers are not allowed back in the classroom, the financial penalty will be felt for the next 18 weeks. And this is Australia reporting. Roll this. Hundreds of Queensland teachers will have their pay cut as punishment for not getting vaccinated. While the teachers are now allowed back in the classroom, the financial penalty will be felt for the next 18 weeks. In the last 48 hours, hundreds of teachers have received a dressing down and a pay cut, described in a letter from the Education Department as a reduction in remuneration for a period of 18 weeks. How much is deducted will depend on each teacher's pay grade, but it will be hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Teachers are absolutely devastated. They're in fear because they've been penalised more than once. So they've been penalised, with uh, they went on leave without pay. While initially stood down, teachers who refused to get vaccinated were allowed back into classrooms this term. And they're being warned they're on notice. The Education Department letter slamming their conduct. It is important that you are aware of the seriousness with which the department views your inappropriate behaviour and failure to comply with the direction. But the Teachers Professional Association of Queensland says teachers facing pay cuts are planning industrial court action. These are people who were on the front line for years working and now all of a sudden this is how they've been treated. So it's just not good enough. The teachers union says only 1% of their members didn't get the jab, but they will help those who need it. We've been supporting our members in this issue and many other issues throughout the pandemic. Well, Tim Arvia joins us in the studio now. Tim, what does this mean for other public servants fighting against vaccine mandates? Well, it's a good question because there are plenty of other frontline workers like nurses, paramedics, police officers who are still fighting the Queensland Government and taking them to court over mandates and there won't be any punishment for them to be determined until that case is over. But in what could be bad news for the minority who are taking legal action, today a West Australian police officer, Ben Falconer, lost his court battle against WA's enforcement of vaccine mandates. The judge dismissing his case, saying he did not establish a factual basis for his contentions. Andrew Melissa, some in the Queensland government see it as a, an encouraging sign for them ahead of Queensland's legal battle. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Tim, thanks. Looks like their courts are as corrupt as ours. And by the way, there's a shortage of teachers here in America right now. A huge shortage. Next. All right, great march in New Zealand in the capital, Wellington, to end vaccine mandates and health restrictions and restore freedom and rights. Of course, you'll never see this on ABC, NBC, and MSNBC, CNN, Telemundo, but you'll see it here on this news program. Roll this.
Well, good on you, Kiwis. Keep up the fight down there, down under. All right, next. All right, DeSantis back candidates flip Florida school board from liberal to conservative. This is great news. Great news. That's what's happened this past week. Next. School board in Miami-Dade, Duval, Sarasota, Martin, and Clay counties have all flipped from majority liberal to majority conservative tonight. And, of course, great work by all these individuals and Governor DeSantis. Next. All right, so this is like a 1,000 deaths a week. This is reported out of London, out of England, on the news. We'll roll just a few minutes of this because it's a seven-minute clip. Just roll it. Nothing to see here. On Sunday, mountain biker Rab Wardell won the Scottish Cross Country Championship, the National Championship. On Monday, the champ went on BBC Scotland to talk about his victory. Talk me through it then. How do you contend with three punctures in a race like this and go on to lift oh. the gold medal? Unfortunately, I'm a, probably a little bit too too well practiced in managing <laughs> punctures. But uh, no, it was a yeah, it was it was a. Uh, to be honest, it was a bit of a disaster. But no, I just just have to to, to keep on trucking and, and keep racing. And I guess still felt confident that I'd be able to to catch the leaders and and win. So yeah, just give them my best shot. So a tremendous come-from-behind win on the Sunday. On the Monday, he's on the BBC talking about it, full of life there. Then he goes home and dies. Headline from the Daily Record, mountain biker Rab Wardell dies just two days after winning Scottish Championship. He went into cardiac arrest on Tuesday morning, less than 48 hours after winning a national championship. His poor, devastated girlfriend, Commonwealth Games and Olympics champion Katie Archibald, uh, tried to revive him, but she was unable to, as she subsequently tweeted. I still don't understand what's happened. If this is real, why he'd be taken now so healthy and happy? Rab Wardell was 37, which is no age to die. Nothing to see here in cycling and nothing to see here in rugby from the Huddersfield Daily Examiner. Tributes to Halifax rugby player Ben Ben, who has died suddenly, aged 30. Ben Ben from Siddle died suddenly on Monday, leaving his family and friends completely shocked. The 30-year-old dad played competitive rugby for a host of local league and union teams, including Huddersfield Giants and Bradford Bulls. Nothing to see here in rugby, nothing to see here in cycling, nothing to see here in football. Uh, from the Daily Mirror, quote, tributes have poured in after the sudden death of West Belfast footballer Molly White. Uh, Molly White was 20 and a rising star in women's football. Uh, nothing to see here in boxing. Also from the Belfast Telegraph, a young boxer who passed away suddenly had an infectious smile and kind-hearted nature, his West Belfast club said. St. Michael's Boxing Club led tributes to 19-year-old Dominic Oscar after his death last Thursday. Nothing to see here in cycling, rugby, football, boxing, 37 years old, 30 years old, 20 years old, 19. Fit, healthy, in the peak of condition, and dead. 
but nothing to see here. A few months ago, I thought there might be something to see here in all these sportsmen suddenly dying, and I'm being investigated by Ofcom over it, so I certainly wouldn't want to make that mistake again. Nevertheless, as we've reported, in the Canadian province of Alberta, the leading cause of death is not cancer or dementia, but cause unknown. Uh, death from unknown causes. This was uh, how it's, you see the way, it was just 500 in 2019. Two years later, it's three and a half thousand. Cause unknown is now spreading to other provinces, including my own native Sod, Ontario. On Saturday, Rhea Vernort from Hamilton was jet skiing on Lake Ontario with old friends she hadn't seen since the COVID came along. The friends turned away and then looked back and saw Ms. Vanort's body floating in the lake, also sudden death. She was 32 and a paramedic, which I mentioned because it means certain things can be inferred. She leaves a six-year-old daughter. Okay, let's move from the case studies to the big picture. Here is a table from a new report. I'll bring them back to I me. I mean, wondering who another three and a half minutes, which overwhelming evidence, ladies and gentlemen, of what's taking place. They're actually calling it adult uh, like, like, you know, they had infant uh, sudden death syndrome. They call them this adult sudden death syndrome now because they have no explanation, which we understand why the people are dying is because of the shots. So, uh, next. All right, so this clip, this is from Alex Jones way back in, um, man, probably 22 years ago. And uh, he was a young man just broadcasting uh, rolled this. Facts and common sense are in. Yes, there have been corrupt empires. Yes, they manipulate. Yes, there are secret societies. Yes, there have been oligarchies throughout history. And yes, today in 2002, there is a tyrannical organization calling itself the New World Order, pushing for worldwide government, a cashless society, open borders, total and complete tyranny where human beings are absolutely worthless. There's six and a quarter plus billion of us, and the globalists have said it many times, there's too many of us, we're causing a problem. Uh, we need to be culled at the tune of 80%. It's amazing to talk about that, but it's the globalists, the UN, their own public statements, and they've convinced a lot of liberals and elitist conservatives and others uh, that by going along with this, that we're intelligent members of society. It's the ultimate Malthus world view. It is uh, this radical, virulent form uh, of social Darwinism. It's the excuse of tyrants. And by creating open borders where there's no national sovereignty and only global bodies that control all the resources, by centralizing and socializing health care, the state becomes God, basically, when it comes to your health. And then by releasing diseases and viruses and plagues upon us, we then basically get shoved into their system. So you might not like Alex Jones, but that was in 2002, which is 20 years ago. And he was right. He was 150% right. There was nothing he said there that was conspiracy theory. He was right. Next. All right. Uh, they called him a conspiracy theorist, but this, here we are, 79 years later. Listen. 
1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, when certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable buildups as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. So do you think that society's been engineered, huh? It's all in my books. Killing Uncle Sam, killing the planet, how they took over the universities, how they took over schools, how they took over seminaries. Why preachers are caving left and right. I was really shocked. We were just in Dallas-Fort Worth area for four meetings this past week. And Texas is supposed to be a state that's totally open. But the fear that I found in the state of Texas was beyond anything I've ever seen. I was actually shocked. And I had to come to the conclusion that that was because of pastors that are still fearful and wouldn't make a stand. They bought into all the lies. It's so, it's so extremely sad, really, when you think about it, why men and women of God will not have the guts to stand up. Next. All right, so according to D.C. Mayor Bowser, unvaccinated students will not be allowed in school, nor will there be virtual learning. They will be denied an education. Oh, really? Unbelievable. Next. All right, EFF, this is from South Africa, chanting, kill the boor. The farmer outside of South Africa, Gauteng High Court, Johannesburg, the court has had ruled that the genocidal chant is not classed as a hate speech. Roll this. So they're singing about killing a whole group of people, but it's not hate. Amazing, eh? Amazing. All right, next. EU President Ursula von der Leyen openly talks about how they plan to implement the Great Reset on behalf of the World Economic Forum. Roll this. And change is happening just as fast in other areas. So since uh, the beginning of the pandemic, we saw an explosion in digital innovation and the use of tech. They enabled factories to stay open, they enabled companies to sell their products, people to access essential public services, you name it. We have to keep pace with this change. And that means that we will certainly have to write a new rule book for the digital economy and the digital society. So covering everything from data to infrastructure, but also talking about security and democracy, technology, to fair taxation, all these are topics on the table with digital change. So ladies and gentlemen, the need for global cooperation and this acceleration of change will both be drivers of the great reset. And I see this as an unprecedented opportunity. Yeah, to basically put everybody in slavery. The only hope is Jesus. And that's why, why don't you just invite him into your life right now as your Lord and Savior. Pray this out loud. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. 
Wash me in your blood. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. I repent of my sin and I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me now. If you prayed that prayer, I want to send you a book all about Jesus. It's going to help you. If you're anywhere in the Central Florida area, come visit us, River Tampa Bay Church, every Sunday morning, 930 for the main event. Until next week, we love you. God bless.